This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. If you're new to the show, welcome. We are going to be talking today about working in retirement, and in a way, because you're choosing to, not because you have to. And um, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. So if you haven't done it already, please visit my website at www.taraenolan.com. While you're there, you can look at the radio show page because on the radio show page, we have all the shows recorded. So we talk about everything from Medicare to Social Security to 401ks, even uh, SEPs and IRAs. So probably something there for you that you're having a question about. While you're there, you can also subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting or virtual meeting because this show is all about education and being able to ask great questions. So before we get into the show today, though, I wanted to touch base with my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing this morning? Oh, Tara, I'm doing great. I mean, you know what? It's been a week. It's been a week, um, but uh, just uh, juggling everything, family. Uh, I saw a guy with a T-shirt. I don't know if I mentioned this. It said, you can't scare me. I've got two daughters and I, I need that T-shirt because that's that's my life. You don't frighten me. I've got two daughters. You can't scare me. Um, wow. Uh, but luckily, one of them is off to college. Adam's kind of on his career, uh, my son. And so we're just trying to get that 16 year old in. And I don't know if there are dads listening out there with 16 year old daughters, but uh, they know what I'm talking about. They know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we're having fun at the shore house and uh, you know, we're uh, today, the day we're recording this Tara, it's my wife's birthday. Oh, so I've got that, you know, I'm like, okay, I've got, I've got the gift. Do I also get her flowers? Where are we going out to eat? All the questions that the husband right. has to figure out and make sure I want it to be good. Uh, but we're both working today as well. Uh, I feel bad. She has to work on her birthday, but, uh, you know, as, as many of us do. So, um, but tonight we're going to make it worth it and uh, looking forward to that. How about you, you and Chris, what have you guys been up to? I see all these pictures on your social media page and uh, Nolan financial uh, Facebook, Terry, your Facebook page, you're working on edits for your book. You guys, you're getting outside uh, to even sit and do work on your book. I see a picture of you outside working. Uh, You guys are busy. We're really busy, Tony. So the the date for the copy editor is next week. So it's this is the last push on the developmental wow. edit phase, and then we've been uh, planning our trip. So I'm taking my first trip out to Ramstein Air Base in Germany as oh, my, wow. in my new position as the mobilization assistant. So wow. that's going to be a big adventure because I've not traveled to Europe really. I've I've flown through wow. Europe with the 130, you know, stopped and refueled, stayed the night and continued on to the Middle East. Sure. But I've never actually spent time in Germany itself. Oh, so, wow. 
So I've got an international driver's license. If you didn't know, you can get those at AAA. They're about $25. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. And and it's valid, I think, in every country except for like Ecuador and Bolivia or something. So for some that's reason. something that you can do. They're good yeah. for a year. Yeah. And uh, so we've been we've been also looking at our, our German European vacation. Wow. Well, <laughs> here's the vacation. deal. As far as you getting an international driver's license, Tara, I know you've flown the big C-130s and the big planes, uh, so I'm not too worried about you. But uh, uh, watch out for the Autobahn. Don't get on the Autobahn and feel you have to try to get that car up to 200 miles an hour. <laughs> If it's like everything else, the going part's good. It's the stopping part you have to worry about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it exactly. works for sledding, skiing, <laughs> horseback yeah. riding, pretty much yeah. anything. <laughs> or driving on the Autobahn in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. So what are we talking about on today's show? What's our big topic? Well, du jour I really today? like our topic today, Tony, because we're going to be um, talking about working in retirement. And I've shared stories before, Tony, but this is like such a common theme for all of my people who are going through that retirement phase transition. You know, we talk about you should always look at the big transitions in your life, like when you get married, when you have kids, when kids go off to college. Yeah. And retirement is one of those big transitions in life. And it's kind of one of those times where you get to go, what am I going to be when I grow up? <laughs> because you're kind of like a kid again, because usually your yeah. kids are off to college and yeah. you're kind of an empty nester. And you don't have that structure of having to get up every morning and go to the office and sit at a job. And so it's a transition that a lot of people really look forward to and they can't wait. Yep. But Tony, after about three months, they're usually like, I'm good. Now what am I going to do? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. That and, first three to six months. And then, you know, you can only play so much golf, watch so much TV, read so many books. I mean, you read for 24 seven, you golf for 24 seven, you're going to be, you're going to get burnt out. Even with that, you think, no, that's what I want to do. Relax. Well, you might have 20 or 30 years in retirement to relax. So uh, you've got to do something. And I think that's the key to longevity in retirement too, right? You've said and that. The, yeah. And the key is, is like, it may hit your ear a little wrong, like a work in retirement, but yeah. it's, it's, it's different when you're choosing it. Yes. And say, exactly. I'm going to go work because, you know, that's a, especially like here in Colorado, and I'm sure it's everywhere. There are so many like nonprofits and causes. So when you go back to work and retirement, it doesn't have to be a grind. It can be something you choose to do because you feel good about it. You're passionate about it. It brings in a little money, but it, it helps you connect with all these people who maybe have the same uh, like trails and open space is a really popular one in here in Colorado Springs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so people will do that and then they get to meet people who have like to go hiking. And, and so there's like so many added benefits well beyond the paycheck. Yes. Well, and people do think that I don't want to work in retirement, but you know what? I think, uh, you know, um, people think that they want to sprint. They practically want to sprint out of the office the second they turn 62 or 65, 66, whatever it is, so they can begin immediately enjoying that kind of retirement that they see in the stock photos, right? The, mm -hmm. the nice uh, gray-haired couple in their late 50s, early 60s, holding hands, walking down a beach or sitting in the beach chairs, sipping the drinks, you know, with the umbrellas in them. But, you know, not everyone wants the stereotypical retirement and it's not always the best thing for you, right? I mean, uh, there are a lot of great uh, possibilities out there for jobs doing things you want to do. 
Well, and I'm going to share one of the ones that I love in this article I found, Tony, is talks about teaching. And I like that because oh. that's near and dear for me. I yep. have a passion for teaching. Like I can even remember being in school as a kid and hearing the teacher like teaching a concept in math and the person next to me just not getting it. And I could always understand like what they were missing. And so I would always try to help fill in those holes. And, sure. and as a teacher, I love that moment, that aha moment where the light bulb comes on and people go, oh, I get it. Yeah, That is like the most rewarding feeling out there. And, and I know a lot of people, you know, when you retire, you're kind of at the top of your game. You have a lot of real world experience. You know how things work. Yeah. You are in a, if you love teaching, you can take a look at being a professor or especially like in the, the K2 through 12, you know, these kids, they yep. get excited to see somebody who's actually been out there and done it. Like not just academically that has actually worked in the field. And it, it's a very rewarding thing you can consider. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think, you know, there are a lot of great, uh, passionate professors out there on a college level, but I think the students really sit up and pay attention when they bring somebody in who has world, you know, real world experience working in the field that they're studying. It gives them an insider's perspective. And that's something retirees can do. Uh, maybe they can go in and speak or uh, do some teaching at a college. And you mentioned K through 12, you know, who knows? You might inspire a young person out there to pursue the same career that you spent so many years enjoying or working at. You can. And then it, it becomes a way just also to support your community, because a lot of school districts yeah. throughout the country, um, they have a dilemma finding quality substitute teachers. Yep, that's a they, problem. It's ideal if you get someone who's more than just a babysitter, but someone who can actually step in and add some value and connect with those students. And I think, Tony, that's something that people have when they've been out in the workforce is they have learned that skill set of connecting with people, not just talking at them, but talking yeah. to them. Yes, that's a good point. And it's rewarding. Like you said, you're you're working in your own community. So there's a reward there. And that's a reason to work in retirement right there. You know, absolutely. That's that's just this the the reward. And and I guess I like to talk about this, Tony. This is one of the things I'm writing about in the book is that wealth and abundance is it's bigger than just money. Yep. And the money is important because the money gives you the freedom to be able to make different choices and have different experiences. But real wealth, it, it's much bigger than just money. Yeah. It's about finding that purpose and why you get up in the morning and and all of those other things, because money in and of itself, it's it's just numbers in a bank. Right. But when you can couple it with with feeling good and giving back and connecting, it, it, then it becomes something truly uh, something you want to have. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's great. So what's another thing that we can do in retirement if we want to work in retirement or need to work in retirement? Well, you know, this is one, Tony, that I think it's becoming a, a big deal is being a patient advocate. Hmm. And, you know, as the baby boomers are coming through, we have these larger groups of people coming through retirement and people are just living so much longer that yeah. patient advocacy is it's really important, Tony. And, you know, it's just the shift like with like my grandparents came from Ireland and and communities were closer knit and, and people tended to stay together. Yep. So even when you got older, you're still kind of in your community of people. 
Yep. And because of jobs and travel, we've kind of bomb bursted all over. So like, you know, yeah. I know my family, I've got a brother in Seattle. I've got brothers, you know, on the East Coast. I have one in Texas. We're kind of all over the country. Yeah. And it, it's harder even like with my brothers who are raising their young kids because they don't have that family help. And and it, that challenge extends on to retirement and into your elder years where you, you may or not live with your community of people. Yeah. Yeah. A patient advocate. That's one I, I probably wouldn't have thought of myself, but I think it, it is important. And, you know, as we've talked about before, um, I think retirees who want to keep working part-time want to do something that they really feel is going to benefit themselves and their community and others. And I think working with, uh, as a patient advocate, that fits the bill. And I think it's a great thing, Tony, and, and it would be a nice niche. I think it's a niche that a lot of the churches used to fill. Yeah. But, you know, just as society keeps shifting, um, some of those resources aren't there, but the need doesn't go away, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and in general, patient advocates charge between $150 and $400 and carry about 10 to 20 clients. Wow. So you can actually go to healthadvocateresources.com. And that's healthadvocateresources.com to get more information on that. If some, if that's something that really appeals to you and warms your heart and makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's helping the community, uh, being a patient advocate. That's a good, that's a good possibility. What's another one? What's something else we can do in retirement? So Tony, this one is one of my favorites is, is you can work as a tour guide. Oh, and wow. I, I think it's really exciting because yeah, that's neat. You know, if you have a passion for travel and, and yeah. learning about things and, and have go-to destinations, you know, for I know lots of people when they retire, one of the things they want to do for a couple of years, they call it go full time, where they get their RV and they travel around and visit all the amazing national parks and the historical sites that we have. And yeah. if there's something like that, you can do a little research and sometimes you can travel and then spend a couple of weeks working at these different places. Yeah. And uh, as a tour guide, and it's fun because you want to learn the information yourself, and then it's exciting to share it with other people once you know it. And and so it's it's really cool that like I just love this show today, Tony, because there's there's things to do out there. Like I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. Well, and I to being a tour guide, what a great idea. I mean, uh, I like that. I know that appeals to you. I know you and Chris love to go to state parks and national parks and in retirement, uh, like my grandfather and everyone I know pretty much who's retired. That's one of the top things they love to do. Go to state parks or go to national parks and be a tour guide at a historical site or a state or national park. That's a great idea. That's a good one. Well, and it's really fun. Like one of the parks that Chris and I like to go to to hike to is the um, Petrified Forest Monument oh, up in Florissant. Sure. And there's there's one area where they, you know, they don't always have tour guides, but they have like little signs with the information. And they even talk about back in the 1800s, uh, some of the families there used to actually compete for the tourism business that they would put nails in the road <laughs> to flatten oh. the tires of each other. <laughs> Oh, to, make, no. to control the access to the petrified forest. And, it, and it's so funny to look at it because like now when you go, they have fences and you're not allowed to touch the petrified trees. Sure. But then they have pictures of the 1800s, you know, back when the women wore the full, full long dresses and skirts. And, and these people are all climbing all over the, for, all over the petrified things and they have these pictures. And, and oh, so it's just, no. it's so fun to look at the history of things. Sure. 
That is funny. <laughs> they used to flatten the tires so they couldn't get in. That's funny. Well, uh, and then you just reminded scary. me, there's like this moment, like I had a job at Paycom where I used to work up at Camp Smith mm-hmm. and it looked down over Hawaii. And, oh, wow. and sometimes I would work the night shift and I'd go out on my breaks and just kind of take a walk about. And there's moments with history, Tony, where you can you can just so get in that moment and stand there and go, wow, here I am and I'm comfortable and looking out at the spot. But this was the site where there was the attack on Pearl Harbor. Wow. And it's wow. just, I don't know. Do you know if you ever had it hit you that way where like, you know, yes. historically. Where something, history hits you in the face. Yeah, yeah, something happened. And then you have the luxury to stand there and just to be like, wow. Okay. Yeah. This is a big, important place. Yeah, I've been I've been to places like that uh, in South Dakota, uh, Native American sites and battlegrounds and things like that. And really a place that every time gets me is D.C. Mm-hmm. You know, when I visit some of the the Jefferson and, and Lincoln memorials or go out to Arlington. I mean, it really Washington, D.C. is a powerful place and you really sense the history and the Smithsonian's have so much history. But it's great when you can really feel that connection and history. Just I hate to put it this way. History smacks you in the face. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like and that's powerful, especially a site like Pearl Harbor. And, you know, a lot of people now are going to the site of the Twin Towers in New York City. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You know, it's important that we don't forget and that we. Uh, have a sense of history. And so that is cool. And being a tour guide in one of these places, because all these places have guides and people Mm -hmm. that work there. And that's a great job for especially a new retiree who still wants some income so they can travel and make more money to travel and do things on the side, or they just want a job they'll love and want to stay active. And I think another aspect of all these things you're mentioning is the social aspect, which you've talked about a lot is right. uh, That's, that's a, that's a big, big part of this. So I, I think that's really good. Tour guide is a, is a great example. Now, uh, speaking of finances, though, I mean, a lot of people, am I going to have to work? You want to work because you want to, not because you have to. And that's why it's so important to have a financial plan in place. Tara, let our listeners know. I know you have an offer for them today, right? I do, Tony. So th- this show today is all about setting yourself up for retirement in a way that you choose. And what I'm offering today, Tony, for those folks that set up a complimentary appointment is when they come for that meeting, I'm going to put them on the list for a pre-order of my book, Money Moves. Awesome. And so, but I really want to connect, Tony, with those people listening today that are getting close to retirement and they're excited about retirement, but they want to do some fun things and want to make sure that they're able to do those things. And it's time to get that Second look or the first look if you don't have a plan. So, Tony, that number is 719-210-4242. For the folks listening today, they're getting excited about the grind of getting up every day and going to my job is about to be over. I'm about to have a little more freedom, and I want to make sure that I can enjoy it. Give us a call, Tony, at 719-210-4242. Chris and I will sit down and walk you through the process to make sure that you're in a position to be able to actually enjoy that retirement. Yeah. And that's key right there. So, so far in the show, you've detailed very nicely how retiring doesn't always mean we're done working, uh, it, but it does mean you're in control of how and when you work. Uh, and that's the beauty of it. So what's another thing you have for us? What do you have for us next? 
Well, Tony, we're kind of doing the the natural uh, recommendations with this show today. So we talked Mm -hmm. about national parks, but there's also a lot of the states have a system. Yep. And just like the national parks. And and then there's also like summer camps, uh, resorts and different lodges. So, you know, just probably as a kid or you've seen it on TV, you know, that image of the friendly forest ranger. It's one of the first things that comes to our mind when we think about national parks. But then but then you think about it. There's a lot of things that make that park work. And it it can be the, the hotel clerks. It can be the gift shop workers, the cooks, the servers. There's a lot of different things that you could fit into that might be more your niche. If you don't want to be the person out front, you know, giving the tour, there's a lot of other ways that you can connect. Well, yeah. And I think working in a park, uh, while making a little extra money, uh, that's going to appeal to a lot of people out there. I mean, you, 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 keeps you active and it keeps you social. It's that social connection. That's a good one. And here's the thing to think about is, you know, a lot of parks have these college age kids coming in for the summer, but then when all those kids go back to school, there's still that need. That's true. And and that is a perfect time to, to take a little time out of your schedule for a couple months as a retiree and say, yeah, I'm going to go hang out at this national park (laughs) for a couple months. And, you know, I'll, keep myself gainfully employed and and then also get to hang out and enjoy the site. Yeah. I think that's great. So what's next? What's another idea for working in retirement? Here's a great one, Tony, is the youth sports official or referee getting involved with, with kids sports. And, you know, this was something I remember I actually did a little bit at the Academy when I was there is I actually was brought in to help coach one of the soccer teams. And, oh, wow. and it was it was a lot of fun. It was an eight, a group of eight year old girls. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've ever been part of the soccer that at that age, it's, it's less of a soccer game and more of this mob of kids that runs around the field following the ball. <laughs> yes, exactly. Everybody <laughs> and, gangs up on the ball. Yeah, there's like uh, how many ever kids? There's eight kids surrounding that ball. Yeah. It, it, it was really funny because of one of one of my classmates, he was helping me coach and I don't know what he would do, but he would be like, I made them cry again. I don't know what oh. I did. Oh. <laughs> and so I'd have to come <laughs> over and one of the biggest things that we would do to get them to do their, their passing drills with the ball is like, okay, you're going to do your passing drills and then we're going to do cartwheels. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> so I would bribe them with cartwheels after. <laughs> so yeah, it, yeah, it was just a lot of fun because the parents would come and like, we don't know what kind of soccer you're teaching them, but they seem like they're having a good time. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> but there's a lot hilarious. of opportunities like this as a retiree to get involved with your your local park and rec department, the the youth sports organizations. You can call the high school sports governing bodies because there's just always such a need for, you know, I mean, just think about things like even like track meets or football games. There's the need to do the concession stands and to to take tickets at the gates. There's just so many places where you could fit in. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I, I just saw, it's funny you bring this up. I, I It's been in the news and I know locally uh, where I live in our area and district, there's um, these community sports uh, organizations, you know, that aren't associated with the school where, you know, young kids can go and, and be in a league for soccer or what have you. Uh, And there is a shortage of ref, uh, you know, um, referees and umpires. And that's been a real problem. So uh, I think uh, that's a critical shortage in that area. So getting certified, you know, I think that's quick and easy. 
and it brings in extra money and you'll have a positive impact on the kids in your community. Once again, that's, it's so rewarding. Yep. Right. Well, and so now here's a way to go because we've been doing a lot of outdoorsy stuff, Tony, is here's another thought is if you're like a, a fan of the arts, like the fine art museums and different things oh, like that, you sure. can consider working as an usher at a theater oh, or wow. an art venue That's or a, a stadium. And, and a lot of times ushers are paid and it's a great way because you get to go see the ball game, the concert or the performance for free. Yeah. And it's something that's it's comfortable and it's it's more indoors. And so that's another way. So it's it's all about, I think, Tony, finding that win-win. Yeah. If you're choosing to work in retirement, you want to do it for like all those other reasons besides just the money. Yeah. Yeah. And I think some bigger venues that have the big shows, the big concerts and the pro sports, you know, that you could work for the uh, security company that has, I see a lot of retirees in the yellow, like security jackets, and they're basically ushers at those events, but they get to see the shows or the games for mm-hmm. free, or at least some of the shows and games, and they get to experience that. And some of these are expensive. I mean, you're talking uh, concerts right now in like a, a good stadium. Uh, for a major act, you know, you go see uh, Paul McCartney, the Eagles, whatever big act you're into. Um, it's going to run you from anywhere from $200 to over $1,000 a ticket. Honestly, mm-hmm. it's just great. And so that's a great way. That appeals to me a lot. I'd love to go to a lot of shows, <laughs> see theaters, see plays. I love that. And in sporting events, I think that's really neat. And some of them, you know, the s- theaters, Sometimes if it's a theater district, some of those are nonprofit and have volunteers. And I see a lot of seniors working at those as ushers, but you get into all the events for free. So, you know, that's uh, that in and of itself is a pretty good paycheck right there if you consider the costs. So uh, what else what else is something that people can do in retirement? Well, Tony, this is one that I like because it, it it's a twofer is think about doing dog walking or pet sitting. Oh. Because we we talk so much about, you know, one of the things that you can do to set yourself up for success in retirement is taking care of your health. Yeah, because we're all living longer and we know that we're going to have medical needs at some point. But the longer, the better you take care of yourself, and the more preventative kind of work you do. uh, Studies have just shown that you're going to live longer and you're going to live better because you're going to stay having better use of your body. And so it's true what a better thing than like doing some dog walking or some dog sitting because you're going to be active. You're going to be get. you're going to need to take a walk every day. You should be anyway. So yeah. why not get paid for it and take a dog for a walk? Right. And, uh, there are so many different possibilities, Tara. Let our listeners know though, about that special offer you have. So Tony, we're really, I'm getting very excited. The book is getting closer and closer with our editing process. So I've decided for, for folks that sign up for their complimentary appointment, I'm going to offer to put them on my pre-order list so they'll get a free copy of the book. If so, to set up that complimentary appointment, the number is 719-210-4242. And Tony, this is for the people that are really coming towards retirement and they want to keep living in retirement and they want to make sure that their life continues to expand in a fun way and, and have they, they have the financial plan to support that. So Tony, the number is 719-210-4242. And I'm offering a complimentary copy of the book for those folks that do come sit down with us because Tony, what we find is when people sit down with us and we go through the holistic picture of their financial world to make sure they can live the life they want to live in retirement, we always find ways to help, help yeah. people. 
I know you do. Well, Tara, great show today. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan. Join us again for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at TaraEnolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.